podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Now welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Three uh, Saturday, Tuesday, one of those. Mm. Well, we've got a few games to get through, actually, to be fair. Um, this pod is sponsored by the Vector Printing. For printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. Say it to Okay. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-nice.com. I'm Mike. Cool. Well, um, to be fair, though, the mood that JCIS is in at the moment, I wouldn't go anywhere near his... <laughs> <laughs> he's not a happy bunny yeah, his, his brand consultant right now will consist of blood and thunder yeah, and rage yeah, yeah. yeah well that's fair and a massive Roy out banner Sackings. which he might get Vector to print yeah, for him that's yeah. fair yeah. 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 there you go all coming together yeah. um, Kevin Day's here hello uh, Andy Street here hello Rob Sutherland's here hello and um, hello. we got well uh, we need to start off with a, an apology to our listeners first that um, so chose too late for that isn't it? we didn't no well I think there's never too late to apologise Kevin um, we couldn't get together to pod last week so we uh, we well just a collective we yeah. oh, it's like that now is it um, so we apologise for that because yes. I know a lot of people were asking where the pod was so um, we're sorry about that but we're here today um, and we've got three games to review should we just do the Burnley game no. And then just not bother doing <laughs> Brighton no, game. I don't just... think people are going to be expecting us to talk about the Burnley game until later, are they? In the context of a game that's happened since. <sighs> Probably not, unfortunately. It is, it is a win, a defeat and a draw. So it's quite consistent, actually, though, the last three uh, Yeah, yeah. You could, it's win, defeat and draw in three games or win, defeat and two draws in nine games, whichever way you prefer to look at it, it's fine. Depends whether your glass is half full or half empty or smashed and heading for your face. Good. Give me one of those pods. Um, <laughs> Cool. Okay, all right, let's start at Brighton then. Because, yeah. um, do you know what? I'm just going to go straight in. We've got so many questions, and I've chucked a few in part one. I'm just going to go straight in with it. With Jamie Peniston Raja. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. One of our Hello. regulars has just said, Kevin, worst derby performance ever. If, if, if you're thinking of playing a drinking game, listen to this, whereby you take a shot every time I say the word unacceptable, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because you're going to be very, very drunk by the end of it. It was just unacceptable unacceptable performances individually as a team unacceptable that they gave us reason to believe that we were in going there on reasonable form with two clean sheets unacceptable that only one team seemed to realise what it meant to the fans that particular game unacceptable that we couldn't adapt to being 2-0 down 3-0 down unacceptable we couldn't adapt to them being down to 10 men <laughs> the response from Hodgson afterwards was just you, you can't be sitting there going 
uh, we've played better than that. It, only MacArthur has showed any real understanding of how Palace fans feel today. It was just, it's just hard to know where it came from as well, because like we did have a modicum of optimism after the last two performances, but that right from the very start, right from Sacco's header after <clears throat> eight seconds or whatever it was, it looked like a team that didn't expect to win that game. And also what really annoys me is that, it, it, and I'll, I'll try to make this the last time I use the word Brighton have made it's unacceptable that Brighton have made the progress in two seasons in the Premier League that we haven't made in six mm. you look at Brighton's squad I, there's eight seven or eight of them you go who are, they, who are they where are they from and yet they were better than us individually and collectively last night all over the place and it's just I mean obviously you unacceptable know, yeah oh, thank you um, <laughs> I'm really glad I've got a cup of tea right now rather than the beer. <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying this beer <laughs> you're absolutely right that obviously going into the game we had had a good run of form in fact Andy we'd arguably five of our best performances of the season going into that that run of four against the tough teams we, we did okay that win against a very poor Burnley team <laughs> can it be written off as simply a bad day at the office? a very 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 bad day at the office I've, or had, is a really, there more I've, I've had a really interesting day in the, uh, it's felt like my inner monologue has been a podcast in my head between <laughs> my inner Kevin and my inner street and my inner street is going contextualise this it was it was just 45 minutes of absolute madness they're not usually that unprofessional and unfocused it's the derby but it doesn't matter and then the other side of my uh, the, my inner Kevin if you always go no no unacceptable Unacceptable. I do have yeah. to say, all those people who tweeted last night saying, oh, well, it's typical Palace fans, they're overreacting and de- defeating. If you can't overreact after being slaughtered by 10 men well, okay, in, in, in your biggest game of the season, in the biggest game of the season, then you haven't got a heart, then you're not a Palace fan, because of course you're overreacting last night. What, what do you expect people to say? You have to get things off your chest. And you can say, yeah, well, in the cold light of day, we might think differently. I don't actually think that much differently. But last night, I mean, it's just wrong to say, oh, stop getting carried away we do yeah we won all right on Saturday we played all right against Man United it doesn't matter it's the biggest game of the season and we nosed it up in the biggest way possible I guess that that is that is it really Rob isn't it because um any other team I think maybe we might come away from that thinking all right awful performance and write it off but because it is Brighton and it is biggest game for, for Palace fans certainly the bare minimum you expect is that team to go out and and blood and thunder and try their hardest and not even that happened there was there was a feeling of it being a bit like the Frank de Boer performance against Huddersfield where we went into it without really having an, a, an appreciation of what we were going to be facing I don't think some of our players were aware of the kind of atmosphere they were going to be dealing with because in fairness to Brighton they were right on top of our, our, our players every like every time they, they misplaced a pass or anything like that there was a lot of pressure on them but it's our um, third game at the no, Annex in a year. Oh, no, I don't know. And, yeah. and, and, of course. And none of those yeah, yeah. have we turned up particularly and well. Yeah, and most of those players played against Brighton last season three times. Yeah. That's what it felt like. But the other thing I thought was, I mean, okay, on the, on the point of being worst derby performance in our history or, or something like that, I was at the Amex the time that we lost 3-0 under Ian Holloway, and I think that was a, f- a far worse performance. But it wasn't against 10 men. No, of course. Yeah, but again... But the second like, goal came when we had nine men on the pitch. Yeah. I mean... It, uh, frankly, uh, I, there, you will have bad halves, and you'll sometimes have halves where uh, three shots fly and that ought not to. And you'll sometimes have games where individual mistakes happen to cause a goal or two. It was just the fact that there was such a litany of errors all over the pitch all the time. Yeah. And as Kevin says, it started with that sucker header, and it just continued. Well you know, there were air kicks all over the place. The, the penalty, which obviously wasn't a penalty, came from about three individual defensive errors immediately before it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just it happened time and time and time again, and ultimately it just it just belied, it just showed a, a lack of focus. Unfortunately, when, when we when we 
beat them at Sellers Park early in the season, uh, end of last season, three two in the end, and we we were we were ahead, and but and we were playing them off the pitch, but through sheer bloody mindedness, they kept in the game, and it was three two at half time, and all the way through that second half, we were really nervous, even though we were playing really well. Last night at half time, at no stage did I think to myself, we're going to batter them. No. We'll get an early goal. We'll really go. And you just knew. It's, it Would you have done it 2 0, or was it that third goal that just really sort of killed it off? The second, well, the second, I think the second goal was showed the way things are going, but just everyone looked helpless. And it's just like the very least you expect, it's some more, yeah, the very least you expect is to show some passion and some effort. That's, and it, and it, you know, if the players, and Rob's absolutely right, the players didn't seemed to understand right from the start what was going on. That's a failure of management, surely, isn't it? It's all very well. Yeah, Hodgson may well be saying to me, it's just another game, keep calm. It's, it's not another game, it's simple as that. You saw from the Arsenal-Tottenham game on Sunday how not another game Arsenal-Tottenham is yeah. and how the rules go out the window. It's like, under normal circumstances, you go, all right, we lost 3-1, we lost 3-1 to Chelsea. You can lose 3-1 by battering them, their keeper can have a brilliant game. But to lose 3-1 in those circumstances is simply just... I, I just <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing that... I find diff- the, the thing that I'm finding really difficult to compute in all of this is I don't think uh, uh, like that, that Chelsea defeat, I think, was the, the last time we, we conceded three goals mm. or more. And prior to that, I think it must have been something like Man, Man City, City away. away. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like having that kind of defensive, a, a lot of our success, if you can call it that, especially over the last five games, has been that mm. kind of defensive solidity, at least. And that kind of strong mm. spine. But I think what really was genuinely shocking in that performance was the fact that uh, Tompkins, who has been so reliable, wow. made two wow, critical, yeah. critical mistakes, like major, major mistakes. Yeah. And, and then you've got other players as well, like Wan-Bissaka with that header that yeah. led to the penalty. Yeah. You've got uh, Luca, who watched, um, watched the player run past him when it came to that penalty. You've got yeah. MacArthur reacting slowly. You've got Hennessy when it came to... R- when he should have really maybe rushed out to try and... You know, this guy, these, are players, these are players who've all had decent performances in the last five games. And it's almost like the mentality of the team completely fell to pieces when we gave that penalty away. Yeah. Because you could tell with Tompkins, he was fuming from that point on. And then when it came to the incident with Murray, which ended up with it being a corner, he was still fuming. Yeah. You could see he'd completely lost his focus. And it followed just seconds later with him letting, yeah, losing, uh, letting, his man. L- yeah. losing his man for the second goal. And uh, so I, I think you can, uh, by all means, I think you can absolutely say, like, look at people, uh, at every single element of what happened in the run up to that game during the match. And say that, that that everybody is deserving of criticism. Hodgson is deserving of criticism because at a time when you know you, you you want if you're drilling your team to play defensively well and strong, then then and that team then concedes two really bad goals because like almost out of a, 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 a mind a mindless kind of moment of madness in 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 critical parts of the game, especially, um, that is, he has to take the blame for that. Yeah, well, also Hodgson, Hodgson saying, there's two things Hodgson said, Hodgson saying last night, what am I supposed to do when asked about making changes, swapping things around, basically, so have you looked at my bench, who am I bringing on? Hmm. As well, you could bring Ayo on, for example, you brought him in at the club, and then today saying, there's uh, dropping a really heavy hint 
that we're not bringing a striker in in January because he said there's no magic wand with things might not get but in January it's like don't say that out. don't don't criticise the bench when you might have to bring some of them on God forbid in the next although he's kind of right well yeah yes, but it's also there. we know that but that's that's either his fault or the club's fault we know we we, we know that and that simply shouldn't have been allowed to happen yeah but also it's just not don't say that out loud in in a press conference the thing it's that, like, and also you think the bench is here because all we've got on our bench is like for like, like if the fullback gets injured we can bring a fullback on but there's no one on the bench who can change a game well yeah well you yeah. can provide something different I think the game last night also showed again how important someone like Benteke actually is and and I know that Alex Sorlock came on but I got it I mean, this is the thing. Oh, so, like, I, 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 I think that when you bring a sub on, you mm. really want them to to either contribute by bringing others into play yeah. or running their op- opponents down and like just using that size of it in, that he's got or change the way just, you play. Yeah, well, just to accommodate. Well, him. And in fairness, we did yeah. in the end because it in ended up end. with Wilf on the. I, I know, yeah. no, no. Don't get me wrong, but it ended up with Wilf on the left and Townsend on the right. But when you've got someone like Benteke, who does all of the other things that, that we've actually been missing, that hold-up play, there were ty- times yesterday where every single time we got the ball, we'd either misplace it or it would go up front and no one was there yeah, to, yeah. to stop it, like to stop it from coming back. back yeah, yeah. And that was a big problem. Even Wilf, who has been really, really good this season in terms of just taking pressure off his, his defenders, off the team's midfield and defence by holding onto the ball and making, di- making it difficult he would get the ball and he rather than looking for a pass rather than trying to hold on to it and just kind of frustrating Brighton a little bit he would try and do a trick and he would try and flick it round a player and he would ultimately lose the ball and that kept happening we kept losing possession we kept just being uncomfortable and that that's difficult to understand and I think again that comes back on on Roy mm-hmm. you know um, it feels like the preparation for that game was lacking which you can say is probably because of the proximity to the the, the Burnley game. How do you, you know? Well, but, Brighton played on Saturday as well. No, of course. I, I'm not saying, you know, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's clear, clearly something went wrong in the preparation for that team in the run up to this match for them to go into it and have one incident change the entire yeah. mentality of the entire team. Yeah. yeah. That's some, that says something about that. And bear in mind, we also played against 10 men for 70 minutes. Well, Which also is, Murray was off quite early as well. Uh, after, you know, fair enough, he scored. But yeah, so their their biggest threat was off the pitch. They scored two of the goals when they were down to ten men, when, and we simply couldn't react. They reacted, but it, it looked as easy for them when they had ten men as it did when they had eleven men. We, we Brighton are, are the best Tony Pulis team without Tony Pulis in charge. And well, good frankly, for them, if, I'm coming to the point here. <laughs> and frankly, with a team of that ilk, if you can't defend set pieces and you're yeah. not prepared to work to the same extent that they are, yeah. they are going to have some opportunities in the box from things yeah. falling and being able to scrap away. And they're not going to pass through you. They're not going to fundamentally do anything other than overload you in the wide areas, try and sling it into the box to some sort of target man and try and absolutely batter you at set pieces. You know that's how they're going to play. Mm. They're not going to play on the break. You could almost push them massively high up the pitch because yeah. you know that they are not fundamentally going to score in that manner because they never do. But that, that, that shouldn't have been rocket science to us. Yeah. We well, should have they played like that against us three times last season. Well, no, quite. Yeah. Which then means if you aren't prepared to play slightly less narrow and again it was all that, almost that sort of four-two-two-two yesterday at times and you're not prepared to actually deal with the fact that they got the overloads on the flank and you're not prepared really to throw your head in, 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 the, in, in the way of balls coming across the box as we weren't we were second to so many second balls yesterday we were second to so many headers 
and we were frankly outrun and outfought. Yeah, but we the, also the, there's no adaptability, and this this is going to sound strange in the, in view of the fact that we beat Burnley two 0 But even in that result, we didn't change the way we played at all. We played the little triangles down the left and down the right hand side. We never changed the way. We never tried to mix it up and go through the middle. When in the end. I, it's not just a burning before we did play very well but in the end we relied on a defensive mistake and a, and a world class goal I, to I, win the game we never created anything different it's something that Burnley never got to grips with the way we were playing I think that's, a little, United, I I think think that's a little bit unfair against Man I mean, United, if, if plan A doesn't work we haven't, but against Man United we defended really really well because United didn't score if United had scored we would have lost that game because there was no way that Roy can change it to, to, to the tactics to try and get a point when we, we haven't got a point if we've got a point he'll keep a point as long as the other team don't score and it's fine it just it, it, there is no plan B and plan but A his argument would be there aren't, the, there aren't the players to, yeah, to play again, plan we, B we could, I, well either we have a route and change branch in the whole club which will take five years or we change the manager or we do something oh yeah because quite clearly and all those people going well it's just one bad result we've got 12 points we're, we're worse off points wise than we were this time last season and it's like and that's what really annoys Schedule me the schedule has been worse I mean we, well, have, we, we have played more of the top four by this stage which you do you do have to compare like with but, liking that way but, but look at the progress Brighton have made though seriously from, from last season the sort of progress we simply haven't made when in fact in six years in the Premier League we look like the, we look like the club that have just been promoted Brighton have already Brighton have already consolidated on, on what they did last season and it's just like we don't seem to be capable of doing that we just lurch from one crisis to another we'll be alright that's what everyone keeps saying everyone keeps saying oh, Arthur Burnley we'll be alright this season is that it is that the limit of our uh, ambition already we'll be alright this season we'll get isn't, another isn't manager that, in and I mean, we'll be alright this that's season the limit then, for, yeah. that's the limit for any team outside the top eight that's really it. Like any team outside the top eight can end up. Well, let's be right in tenth. It was, then, rather than let's be right in. Well, I mean, we know. may still. And we may still be because there is we a long way still, to go. It doesn't look yeah, like that at the moment. And why do we have to keep doing it this way around? Then why do we have to keep panicking? And then we change something in January or whatever it is. I think, like, do we? Do we? Does anyone believe that we're going to get enough decent players in in January to change things? I out? think we could. We could. Quickly, but I'm, not, we, I'm not that confident because no. January traditionally is yeah. not is the, not a window that you. Much of saying out loud that we clearly aren't. And you, you'd like to sorry, Rob. Yeah. And we haven't. We obviously recently. The only reason I think we 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 might is if we sell the higher paying higher paying players. So you end up selling Sacco. You end up saying, bring Scott like bring Scott Dan in and <clears> let Sacco go. Who's on probably in excess of £100,000 a week and who could, because he's now playing back, back in the French national team, could probably demand, we could probably demand for at least his transfer feedback. And then you look at, look at trying to use that money to recruit other yeah, but players. That, but, that imp- but that implies that we're a sensible club who've got, got that in place already. I'm not care- I don't care about getting the wage bill trimmed in January. No, no, but what I, I mean is that's where, sells- I mean, last season when we signed Sorlot, that was one of the reasons why we ended up signing Sorlot because we couldn't mm. afford players. Like, the, the, you know, mm. the, all of these Tossin. kind of... Oh, sorry. Oh, Tossin. <laughs> no, it's a I'm very yeah, yeah. about Alex Sorlot no. for a second. No, but we couldn't... Aff- like, the, I think the, the big problem that Palace currently have is in, when it comes to that, is that we have a lot of players, uh, we have three or four players who are on excessively high wages and who cost us a lot of money and that we're, we're probably still paying the fees off of from um, in our team. Some of those aren't even playing in the team at the moment, like Benteke, for example. So the, the answer to, to this kind of, why, don't we, why can't we sign more players, is to sell players. And, and maybe that's something that does need to happen. Maybe the reset button does need to be pressed so that we can then, so that we can then approach it in a way that is a bit more sensible for a club of our size. Because ultimately, we're a team of 26,000. We have a, a, a lesser capacity than Brighton, for example. Brighton have uh, 
executive facilities that we can't even match at the moment because that new stadium, all of that money is generating additional income. They've got a significantly lower wage bill. And they've got a significantly lower wage bill because they went into it with a arguably a more long-term view. I mean, bear in mind that they spent two or three seasons trying to get promoted. We went from being a team that were in administration to two years later getting promoted into the Premier League. Yeah, but we've, we've, had, we've, had, had, we've had five years again, now. I'm not, I'm not arguing that that's not the And case. we've spent far more in the transfer market than they have. Of but course. Got better, they seem to have better players than us and but, a better team and a better well, mentality. They, because, they seem to have a better settled squad as well because we spent well, a lot of that money on on big name signings because <laughs> we spent a lot of money on Kabai who went on a free we yeah. spent a lot of money on Benteke who's been injured and had a terrible run of form we spent a lot of money on Wickham who's been out injured for two years we spent a lot of money on Sacco who for for, for periods last season was injured and who you know who, who, who cost us these are players that cost us a lot of money we spent a lot of money on Patrick Van Arnholt these are all players that arguably if you have a structure in place you could probably get decent quality replacements for without spending as much money on wages and as much money on transfer fees but for that to happen you have to have this structure in place but there are other clubs in the Premier League of our size who are spending you know Wolves have spent a lot of money yep. um, Bournemouth have spent a lot of money there are other clubs that Wolves are spending a lot of money with a billionaire owner we've got with, billionaire with, we've, no no but I mean you're talking we've got, we've got the, our, our Americans are properly rich of course they're but, properly rich so where's their money then that's a fair question. I don't. I don't know. We've, we've got the money to buy the snow. Where's where's? Maybe, but that, but that again comes down to what? What if the American owners don't want to spend that money? Well, then you end up in a situation. Then you end up in a situation where you're telling people how to spend their money. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on from that because that is a debate for another pod. Although I'm sure we'll come back to it at some point. No, it's a debate for every pod we've ever it, had. Well, exactly. Yeah. In the last, because okay. we've only had one decent transfer window. The one that we, when Allardyce came in and miraculously we signed four decent players in two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, which, which was yeah. good. Um, and we have, we, have, we have got questions on that, which we will go into, into part two. Um, but I just want to round off part one. Uh, we've got a, c- a few questions about the fact that we played against 10 men. One's from Nick Payne Cook. Hi, Nick. Nick. Who says, Hi, Nick. would we play better against 12 men? That's a good question. If people say it's harder to beat 10 men, perhaps it's easier to beat 12. Maybe. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's a very good. That's, it's really, that's th- quite a thinking good, outside the box quite there. Quite a good yeah. Physic, physic, yeah. Yeah, metaphysical... And also Also the thing with 10 minutes is like when you play against 10 men for so long and the idea is you're supposed to wear them out so eventually in the last 20 minutes but there's no stage that that was going to happen I thought in the second half we tried to kind of draw them out of position it just didn't work because they're so they're well drilled the second half in which we were (laughs) 3-0 down to to, yeah Yeah. because by then it's easy for them isn't it yeah Yeah, 3-0 up Um, Harold Pearson hi Harold Harold. says it seems as though Palace are incapable of playing against teams of 10 men I can't remember off the top of my head the last time we won against a team with a red card. Well, what, you, what you're saying there, Harold, is uh, recency bias. Because you've now got firmly in your mind last night, which was an absolute horror show, where the opposition had a man sent off and we lost. There will inevitably be, I imagine, times that we've uh, faced 10 men and, and won. But having said that, you forget about them. I can't think of one. So <laughs> no. maybe, Harold, maybe Harold's entirely right. But the interesting thing is that, in general, the, the team going down to 10 minutes normally in the last 15 20 minutes it's not that early in the game mm. to, to the fact that we that's what hurts is the fact that we conceded two more goals while they were down to 10 men no so it's not even yeah. that it's that we conceded within 15 seconds, seconds of him being sent, sent off, off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I think that was the worst thing. I mean, because sometimes, yeah, ridiculous things can happen when you're playing against 10 men. It was the fact that you, you couldn't have even gone to the bar, bought a drink and come yeah, back yeah. in the time that it took them to score their second goal after that, after they went down to 10 men. And the th- I mean, the, well, third, I... the third goal was was partly down to the fact that we lost our heads trying to attack <laughs> at that corner yeah. and then ended up with both PVA and Wan-Bissaka way too far up pitch and neither of them able to support their, yeah, their yeah. centre-back. It just seemed, the whole thing was just crazy. Tonkin, I mean, Tonkin's had such a bad game that he yeah. looked like he wants to be dropped for West Ham on Saturday because he doesn't <laughs> doesn't want to play against his old team. It looks like he wanted to he he's wanted been... to get a second yellow, which again, he was probably yeah. arguably lucky not to get a Asking second yellow. Asking for his go, that, that's, yeah. that's a strong yeah. one. He seems to yeah. have been carrying a knock, but that, I mean... But he's I been playing, the again, things he's been playing, we've had a settled back five yeah. for yeah. how many games? And it oh, looked well. like it was playing off against Man U and against Burnley, not that had much to do with it. But Tompkins has been... Yeah, going forward, PVA and, and Wan-Bissaka were brilliant on Saturday. But defensively, Tompkins has arguably been the yeah. Yeah. the most sound of them all. Yeah. Well, well Hennessy and Tompkins, even on, even on Saturday, Saka made a ricket sort of six or seven minutes in that nearly gave the ball away to them for one of their few... But we know, we all know, we say everyone on the pod, we know Saka will do that once yeah, a game. Great. Tompkins, it's, we don't... It's great to be a Premier League sport and know that you've got a player that's got two mistakes in him every game. That's that's the sort of thing that Arsenal, Man United and Tottenham fans would love to look forward to. It. Although, to be but, fair, but Tottenham, to be fair, Tottenham centre-backs were pretty poor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does somehow always seem to recover. And to be fair, the mistakes never seem to lead to goals. He recovers from his own mistakes, yeah. yeah. That'll be on his epitaph when he finally... Yeah. <laughs> But Tom, my point not, is Tompkins. <laughs> Tompkins, we just don't, we just don't expect it from. And I think that's no, why no, no, no. Tuesday night was so surprising because yeah. he's normally so good, yeah. so reliable, and it just went out the window. Exactly. And if we can round off then on a question from Nick Lloyd. Hi, Nick. And this is, I mean, this probably was a question for the start of the pod because I'm not even sure there is an answer to it. But it just says, how can the exact same team possibly go from so good to so bad in the space of a few days? I think that that was the most shocking thing. I mean, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I, if Sacco had met that first header with a properly firm defensive header, would that have settled everybody down? Is it because of the conditions? I, it, it just looked to me that either there was a degree of overconfidence or it was a team that didn't fully understand the implications of the game they were playing. And it's just, that's the really frustrating thing because they had led us to believe in the two games before that we were starting to emerge as a half-decent team with a shape and a system and a and a purpose. And Mourinho quite rightly praised us. Sean Dyche quite rightly praised us. So maybe it went to their heads a little bit. Maybe the management... But it's, 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 a, very, it's a very good question. And it also, of all the games they choose to do it in, it's that game. Do it away to Man United when we'd all be saying, oh, well, we, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Do it away to Chelsea, they'll say that's fine. But don't, don't do it in that game for the no. love of... Yeah. Well, speaking Do of you know sh- what it is, it's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of a shape and a purpose, of somebody falling over in their living room, <laughs> ruined my link. Somebody on anyway, the tube. Got- oh, so I'm sorry. We're going to go crack on to part two. Uh, we're going to let Rob have five minutes to chill out, uh, and then we're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're going to answer your questions. Uh, welcome back to the Five Plan Podcast. Hey. 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 Unacceptable. 73, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board. Go to Vector Code UK, And JCIS, Global Research and Brand Consultancy. Visit jc-is.com. I will. I hope no one actually was playing that game along in part one. because Well, not, especially not on a tube, on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah. 
Yeah. That's unacceptable with a K. Huh? <laughs> 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 right, okay. Um, questions mm. from yeah, our not. listeners. Stephen Ray. Hi, Hi Stephen. Says Hello. WTF? Question mark, question mark. Yeah, needs more question marks than that. Chris Emanuel says why? Question mark. Yeah, no. Agreed. <laughs> Andrew, da- Andrew Dowie says what is life? Question mark. I, I oh, feel like there's a, there's a recurring theme <laughs> yeah. here. Lynn, Lynn Bramfield. Bramfield. Hi, Sorry, Lynn. Lynn says uh, how, Hi, grump- Lynn. how grumpy are you right now? No more than usual. No one died today. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Do you know, I was, I was I'm delighted in, though. I'm in the company of friends. No, I was, I was delighted because I, <laughs> I learned at approximately 11am today and then couldn't wait until I could tell Kevin that Palace actually were ahead of Brighton last night on expected goals. And I was like, <laughs> that, that is my gold. <laughs> what, not at the end of the game though? Yes, yes at the end of the game. What, how? Oh, because we had chances. about a billion shots from oh, 55 well, yards. We were, we were ahead on, on expected goals. Yes. Yeah. So were, we didn't have any clear cut chance they weren't good chances they were just loads of, loads of no, shots no we just have volume of well, how far ahead of Burnley were we shots. on Saturday quite, we were quite a bit ahead of Burnley oh. <laughs> yeah oh, um, quite a grab it goals against Burnley it was only 2 to nil, 2 nil or something like that I think wow. well, that's because MacArthur scored a 1 in 100 shot and, yeah. and just Townsend after taking 55 shots that went high wide and handsome managed to find also, the last one in I have to say my love for Palace fans did go up slightly a minute after we were still celebrating Townsend's goal when a bloke two rows behind us went why don't you do that every week because <laughs> 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 then he'd be Ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go oh you idiot and you go oh fair enough it's been a Palace fan I suppose yeah. um, okay a couple mm. more um Potential explanations for last night. Pete Carter, hi Pete, Pete. said, hi, did, Pete. "Did turning off the Hadron Collider affect Palace's performance last night?" No, it's, it's Kevin's fault. It is Kevin's fault. It's not my fault. I'm... Yep, it's Kevin's fault. He was due, he was, well, he was due to come with me. He said, uh, "Oh, Street, did you fancy taking oh, me afternoon off, off yeah. work?" And I've uh, never said have that. A, it's like, I've oh, I've got a team. I know you're busy. I know you're a busy guy, but we can have a nice, a nice little. Swats one down to, to Brighton and a couple of beers. I know you're in a, a thousand lovely, pound an hour. But a lovely you? afternoon <laughs> on, on the seafront and uh, Japes could be ha- had by all. And uh, then I learnt two days ago that rather than doing that, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what he was writing. You can say, you can say what you Oh, no, want. I was dumped for Danny Dyer. Yeah. Kevin was offered the writing gig. I on, think we'd all dumped on, on, for Danny for, Dyer. For Danny Dyer. To be honest, mate. I was actually on the way. I'd collected the tickets. I was on the way home from Sellers Park with the tickets in my pocket when I had a phone call saying... Danny Dyer's doing the alternative Korean speech. Would you care to come in tomorrow and write? And I went, bit tricky going to Brighton away. And he said, well, you know, there's money in it. I went, oh, all right. <laughs> Not army trotters. Well, no, well as, as the, you'll be pleased to know, the subjects f- to pressure from Andy Street, the word trotters is in yeah. the, in the in James Scowcroft will be very pleased with that yeah. as well. He will. He? Yeah, he will. But yeah, so... Did but I, it was entirely thanks, Kevin's fault. Thanks to that. No, well, so you're implying that if I was there, that wouldn't have happened? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, fair You've enough. done this for 200 podcasts, can't <laughs> a spurious, superstitious reason why I was well, somebody, It's somebody, my turn. Somebody tweeted me on Saturday night and said, I went left out of the bunny hole rather than right, and we won 2 0. So it's like, we'd never do that again, mate. It was like, yeah, but we won 2 0. It's like, yeah, still don't turn left out of the bunny hole. You do go left of that. Right, yeah, he, no, he, he went normally right. right. He normally went right, but he went left. Oh, right. Which is the right way, but he went <laughs> the wrong way for him. I usually go left. left is the right way. Yeah, left is the right way for okay. us, but it was the wrong R- way for him. Oh, right is the wrong way. So he broke okay, his own yeah, tradition. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So he can't yeah, break Whoever that was needs to go back to... Yeah, come on. Yeah. Anyway. But um, yeah, but it's not Danny Dyer's fault that... We, no, it's not. I didn't say it's Danny Dyer's fault. It's yours. Yeah, but if it's my fault, it's Danny Dyer's fault because he caused it. 
Well, yeah, but you didn't have to accept Danny Dyer's very kind and uh, economically advantageous <laughs> offer. Well, you're just trying to keep Danny Dyer happy. Well, I like it. Andy Street's a lawyer version of the my inviting him for a pleasant afternoon. I said, I can get you a ticket. Do you want one? Yeah. I know you lose 300 quid an hour through work. But... Don't undersell me. <laughs> anyway, oh, I apologise. The person you were sitting next to, I was supposed to risk, <laughs> who took anyway. my ticket, was inebriated. Um, but he's an estate agent, so I thought you'd like him because lawyers and estate agents are both lovely going up against <laughs> the wall. The revolution comes. Hardworking people. <laughs> right, um, Matt, B- Matt Buckland. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Says, um, how many wobbles is Kevin at currently? I'm currently at 45, and I want to know I'm not alone. What is per hour per day? I, I think in total. Ironically, um, despite everything I said earlier, I think we'll probably be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, but, don't bother listening to the first half hour. I'm at that phase, you know, as you know, I'm the oldest person on this pod by some considerable margin. But so I, yes, I'm at yes, that phase where I've tried to pretend that so it doesn't matter, it's only football now. But I was genuinely, I was absolutely furious last night. But, I, st- I, I just don't like looking at the league, at the league table. I, still, we're in a, I think realistically, and I include Wolves in this, I think there are there is a separate league of eight at the bottom. I think Brighton are way gone, safe, Bournemouth. There's eight teams at the bottom and now we have to finish in the top three or the top five of that league of eight, which we're capable of doing. I just wish that our, our horizons hadn't got so small so early in the season, basically. And we probably will, to be fair. He's free to Jeffrey Wills. I think what's handy is that, as MacArthur said, that we've got the opportunity on Saturday to to put it behind us quickly. Wilford said that as well. Yeah. He said it's all about improving his performance and the team's performance and... It's that kind of thing you want to hear. I, well, mean, I mean, that's good you know, to hear. I didn't know Wolf said that, but it's good to hear that he's taken responsibility. He put that on for, Instagram, yeah, basically. Well, yeah, he, he wasn't at his best at all. Well, I think Wolf, of all the Palace players, understands what it means to play in that game, but perhaps too um, much. Yeah. Well, do you know, I think I think there is an argument there, yeah. but, uh, but having said that, they didn't look like they were too wound up before the game, and also I do think, <clears throat> well, part of me thinks it's very difficult to explain to Max Mayer, for example, what how this game is important but it seemed that Brighton what did he play it's well but it seemed that Brighton it, 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 it seemed that Brighton <laughs> Brighton seemed to have explained to their foreign players how important it was yeah. they didn't seem to be or Brighton may play like that every game I don't know and do we think Wolf and JD Senior said it on the um, pod extra for the pod um, that um, Wolf got distracted by having a pie thrown at him no there was did he have a pie thrown at him he did yeah, have someone a pie was thrown at him oh, no, I meant there was a sort of tackle in the far corner and but their defender clearly said something because Wolf reacted badly, and they had the, I think it was Duffy got pulled over by the ref. Yeah, and we've said but in the past of me about Wolf sort of losing his head, and actually recently Solly we thought sort of said he's got it, well, Solly Marsh, Solly sorry, that he's got more mature. But did it look like actually actually it went back to sort of Wolf of old a little bit? I think Wolf. I mean, Wolf was uh, the Burnley. It was really hard to pick him out of the match against Burnley. I, I would have gone for Andros in the end if you had to choose. But I mean, Wolf the. The media and the pundits all highlighted on Wilf, and he was. I think, I think Wilf probably was the one who went into that game in too much. I think Wilf probably thought he could beat Brighton on his own last night, and want, would have wanted to. Yeah, and I think it's brilliant that he's acknowledged that we need to get. But but I know, think the, I think the, the problems go deeper than you know. West Ham were apparently very good against Cardiff last night, and will be. You know, do we go there trying to beat? beat them do we try go there try to frustrate them My, I, I just think if we concede the first goal we lose the game full stop I think for Wilf um, maybe maybe for Wilf I think one of the big problems is that at the moment the way that we play with him in a kind of a t- attacking striker role 
he doesn't have the opportunity to, to kind of be exposed one-on-one against the defender. And he showed <laughs> against Brighton that when he finally did play in that position, that he, can, that he took advantage of it. He won a penalty from something out of nothing, basically. And for someone like Wilf, he, he wants to be the big man. He wants to be the player that makes a difference to, to the team's results. You can tell it. He loves scoring goals. He, it's, it's his passion. And when he's isolated... Um, as he was against Brighton, and in some way, to some extent, as he was against uh, against Burnley as well, when you play him in a central role, you're putting him up against centre backs who whose entire focus is to try and get the ball off him. Yeah. And so he Plus can't, he's got he, defensive midfield players around him as well. He can't stand up. He can't. He can't front up against players. He can't front up against the centre back and try and you know dodge out of their way and get past them because yeah. that's just not the kind of role that those centre-backs play. So I thought against Brighton, there was definitely a tension there with him. Um, partly because as well, I thought Kevin Friend was atrocious. We will come on to that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. like, I think, I think Will felt there was an incident in the first half where he was, where he got, he obviously got fouled, tried to stay on his feet and the referee then gave a goal kick and you end up in this second half. Yeah, second second right. Sorry. And, and that, that you could see all of these little, little kind of niggly things Ended up getting on his nerves. I slightly yeah. disagree with you about the Burnley game because I thought it was Wilf's best team performance of the yeah. season because for the first time this season you had him, Mayer and PVA making those little triangles with MacArthur joining in. And for the first time this season, Wilf, to me, looked like he was always looking to see where he could play somebody in rather than his first thought being, I'll beat a defender and then take... There was a couple of times he did it. I started the second half where Hart saved really well. But he was—he had players around him. He had players yeah, you're right. all the time, and he was clearly looking. He's clearly enjoying that. And it went back last night to how he looks in every away performance, which is isolated and frustrated. And it, it could well be. That, yeah. In fairness to yeah. Brighton, it could well be that they watched that Burnley performance, possibly, and, yeah. and found that in the fairness way to Brighton, to they've, kill got that. A, they've got a competent coach, a well-organised team. Well, that, so, well, I'm glad you know. he said that because we've had a lot of questions from, well, Jack MK95 Hi, Jack. and Paul Nash, Hi, who Paul. has said, surely we're now totally entitled to question Roy's position. Last season was a very long time ago and what worked then clearly does not work now. Uh, playing without a target man, even one as limited as Sorloth, is just idiotic. Roy is too stubborn to change. And then Billy T. Kidd Hi, Billy. Hi, has Billy. said four games to go until halfway point of the season. How many points should Hodgson need to keep his job? I'll go to Andy Fisson mm-hmm. to keep his job. Uh, I think you said to me earlier that if we lose the next two, that there's going to be pretty significant pressure upon him. Mm-hmm. And I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think you can look at the run we've had today and we have had that run of difficult fixtures from Everton onwards. And there have been some good performances in that run. But it shouldn't be forgotten that prior to that, we had a stinker of a start to the season. Yeah. Some very, yeah. very bad performances. Wolves, even when we... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say even Huddersfield away, I thought yeah. well, that was a horrible performance. Yeah. I, I know, I know Wolves yeah, scored yeah. a great goal, but we barely offered anything against one of the least technically adept teams in the league who pick up points, but again, you know, aren't particularly brilliant. And that run wasn't acceptable. I think it, it almost goes so far as to call it unacceptable. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to drink when you say it. Then, it's nice <laughs> then, uh, then, then, the, then that subsequent run, the performances have been good. Um, the results not always so good, but you kind of hope that if you can keep that performance level up, that the results will turn. But ultimately, the Burnley game, if that ends up being being the 
uh, indicate what's to come, then fine. If, if Brighton is a blip, then it's, it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. But if he ends up with two more bad performances in a row, and it's almost as much down to fan perception and that sort of thing as whether or not he ought to be sacked. I, I think you're only as good as your players at, at the end of the day, unless you're doing a particularly bad job where those players don't want to play for you anymore. And if anyone says that, then they're, they're frankly slightly deluded because that's not been borne out by the performances over a, a prolonged period of time. It certainly was last night, but not over a prolonged period of time. So I don't think you can say that. And so I don't think objectively there's a very, very strong case to say that he should be, you know, should be dismissed at this point. But equally, if you're a fan and you go to the Amex last night and you, you come out of there having seen that performance and seen, seen that result in what you consider to be emotionally the most important or one of the most important yeah. games of the season, yeah. then that immediately is going to have a hit in terms of your favourability towards the manager. To actually, to answer the question, uh, and I'm not saying you didn't answer specifics, you answered it very well, but you should be able to question the manager at any time. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and, and there are times this season when I've actually been amazed, even on the pod, the Southampton performance, the Wolves performance, just not good enough. And yet, apparently, we're still, well, you can't, he's a good manager, he kept us up last season, so you can't question that. Well, of course you can. There were performances in those games that made us look, yeah, we and we were blinded by the fact that we played well in the first game against Fulham, who are now below us, that we played well against Liverpool. We were going, yeah, we're fine, we'll be... So we didn't question him then. People say you can't judge a manager on one performance. You can. You can, it's as bad as that. If if we were mid table and we played that badly last night, you'd be you'd be entitled to say players get managers get sacked for less. To be perfectly honest, I I said on Saturday before the Burnley game with the four games coming up, I said if he doesn't get six points out of the next four games, he's going to be in trouble. Leicester, West, West Ham, Ham, Burnley, and Brighton. Yeah, and yes, you're right. You can say the last. Three games we lost one away. We drew to Man U and we beat yeah. Burnley. That's fine. We'll see what happens against West. There's no point if he's going to go. He's got to go before the transfer window. It's simple as that. To me, he looks like somebody who wouldn't be unhappy if he was asked to go. His demeanour during the game last night and after the game. It's the fact that he's very clever, Roy. People underestimate him. He's much harder than people think he is, and he's got this reputation amongst Liverpool fans. Hate him, but every other club, he's got this reputation as being amiable, Roy. He's tap- he's ne- it's never his fault. He's like Pardew in that. He never he never turns around and goes, that was a terrible performance. I really apologise for that. He's Like I say, he says, yeah, we've played better. And that might be his way of managing expectations after 40, 50 years' or experience. Protecting or protecting the players as well. Well, yeah. no, because he's not protecting the players because he's, in the next breath, he's saying that the bench isn't good enough and when <laughs> we need to bring players in, but we might not do. So, of course, we're questioning. Look at the league table. Of course, we're questioning him. But Fulham, I think, have taken a massive risk by getting Ranieri in and they can't judge... For Fulham fans to judge the success of Ranieri on one win against Southampton, who are have just sat their manager mm-hmm. Southampton taking a massive gamble of getting in the guy from Leipzig mm-hmm. who might be the next wonder manager he might be the next club he might be the next one who's sacked straight away right, you, you never exactly so you don't know so you sometimes you're better off with the conservative option but I just think with the transfer window coming up having 12 points at this stage of the season I'm not going to say it. it's simply it's simply it's just it's just not right and it's not and it's his fault he's not clearing up anybody else's mess he had a he had a summer transfer window he had money to spend he hasn't bought in players that are good enough simple as that we've got a very good first team 1 to 11 there's no doubt about it we've got a decent mid-table first team 1 to 11 we haven't we've got the shallowest squad in the premier league arguably 
even if you look at Newcastle they've got better players on the bench than we have and that's partly his fault partly the club's fault but of course we should be questioning him and of course it's right that we should be saying well it's a results based business and for the most part this season we haven't been getting the results and I accept that some of the performances have, have been alright since Everton been alright since Everton but there's still there's weakness there at Everton you, you can't you know games last for 90 minutes mm-hmm. I do agree I do yeah. agree that um it's results-based business, although that's a big cliche. And actually, I, you kind of forget we're actually in December now. We are actually yeah, yeah, yeah. creeping towards the midway point of the season. We're in the point that last season we were well on the way to recovery, yeah. saying this, we're gonna, this is going to be a good season for yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. It's just, I mean, what, what do you think, Rob? Because in an ideal world, I think we'd all like... To, we were so good last season on the road towards the back end of the season. We'd all like to keep him. He's 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 yeah. South London lad. He get he gets a club as we're talking about. You, you know, say we Wolf. we all around this table, or because in an at, ideal world, you look at social media. It's not we all would like to keep him. Yeah, but that's social media. Social, you know, social mm. media. Some people on social media think the earth is literally flat. Yeah, yeah. so it's JD's favourite. Freddie Flintoff thinks the earth is literally flat. Does he really? He does. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with him. He's a big. He's a big lad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he can think that if he wants to. Yeah. I think. Well, he says you can't prove otherwise. Like, you can, Fred, but <laughs> you literally can. For a bit of <laughs> but you tend to go, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I think with, with... Since he's sobered up, some of his views are just unacceptable. <laughs> your, uh, no, no. your analogy... Uh, well, your, your... He is an analogy. I sorry, sneeze your, every time um, I see him. Your, what, you said about, what you said about the next two, the next two games, yeah. I think that is, a, that is going to be a deciding factor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the things well, sorry to interrupt because I just had a thought it's like it, it's, and it's all very well and Andy says this quite a lot since Everton performances have been good I don't I'd rather play badly and eke out a point here and three points here to be oh, perfectly that's honest. A part, that was pardue that was but, no, I but, mean, not, but our performances have been but they haven't been that so, they haven't been pretty, it's, like, it's not like there's game after game where we go oh my god what happened there how many times can the keeper make ten world class saves it's just like the performances are all right, compared to the terrible performances yeah. that we had, we had that five games in a row after the Watford game, and we were abject. That would be so quite a bleak existence. We're, we're better it, than like? abject, but better than abject isn't all right. It would be quite bleak, wouldn't it? Sort of not playing well and eking out. But I think after a while, that would that would great. I think well, it's, it's the, quite the, bleak playing playing all right and not. It's we've got twelve points. That's bleak enough. It is bleak. Yeah. It's, yeah. As again, it's a six seasons in a row. It's fucking bleak. There's the point about about not playing with a target man, right? So. I think it's a fair. It's fair to say that well, we haven't the, got one to play with. No, no. Part of where we but have, so it's fair to say that yeah. the subs bench, the, the the subs bench argument is partly Roy's responsibility too. But then you you end up with someone like Ayu coming in, who you would have expected he was last season uh, last season's Swansea Player of the Year. Yeah, you would have expected him to have come in and to have had some kind of minor impact. What happened? was that he bottled it against Spurs and ended up conceding that that goal from the set piece. And then against Man U, he got beaten to a to a loose ball by Lindelof, who had a torn yeah. uh, torn um, uh, groin muscle. Yeah. So well, and, that and, was quite and, funny though. And when all <laughs> of, but you take that into account and yeah. you're Roy Hodgson and you see one of your you see that guy that you've signed playing like that, yeah. you're not gonna pick him. I'm sorry. You're just you're just going to say, "Fine, okay, we're going to like you." You you've not you're not putting your you're not putting the effort in. 
And so then, we'll put a kid from the bit from the of course, other yeah, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. If you're not going to pick him, you're not going to play him. Don't put him on the bench. But then you end up, and then you you look at Sawlot. I mean, Sawlot. We that we've in, in our use case. I think partly the problem is that we tried to play him as a centre forward. He's not he's a centre forward. forward. Yeah, he's a winger. Yeah, yeah. And then when it he's comes a to Sawlot or a number ten, Sawlot the the... has. There's just there's a the thing is he's got the you you would think that he's got the qualities to be a decent kind of centre forward, which means playing with his back, essentially playing with his back to goal, taking the ball down, bringing others into play. And yet, even yesterday when he came on, the, I think his first touch was in our own half, yeah. whilst other players were ahead of him. And you're like, what are you actually doing? Like, what are you, you know, what, when you come on, the, the way that we would want him to play is how he did against Spurs, where he was, where he was muscling players off. He was just putting himself about a little bit set the agenda set that kind of last come on in second last second half game and just season. really yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. it give it yeah. a go i felt sorry for, 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 for him last night frankly yeah. and i'll explain why he scored five goals in 38 in the eredivisie yeah a guy who scores five goals in 38 in the eredivisie is not all of a sudden going to turn yeah, yeah. into a premier league striker yeah. Yeah. and or come on and change the game on. for you and, roy yeah. is not i don't think completely Who signed him, by the way crystal palace no which I've no idea. It, I mean, oh, it was it was know. under Roy as manager. Yeah, yeah. but January twenty eighteen. But right, I, I, don't, right. I don't see it that Roy is necessarily wedded to the idea of not playing a number nine. He loved Bobby Zamora yeah. at Fulham. He he's, he he, he, oh, no, he, he, he had Lukaku up front for, he for West Brom. He like he would like a good target man, but the target yeah. man has to be good if he's going to play him. But, and yeah. Alex Alex Serlo, I I feel sorry for the guy. He shouldn't be playing at that level of football. Yeah. To some not, extent, yeah, I, I actually think we're limping along a little bit until. Benteke comes back until long John Silver. No, no, but you know what I mean. I think there's, I think there's an element. I think there's an element of almost trying to survive until until Benteke or Wickham are back, until Scott Dan's back. Because well, until, hang on, so until the player who's been out for two years is no, back, no. or the player who hasn't scored in the Premier League this season. Is I, back. No, no, but I understand that. But then you look yeah. at Benteke and, and the contribution he made early in the season before he got injured. He actually, he actually yeah, was. He, he actually does what none of our centre forwards otherwise have been able to do I don't and, and he does yeah, what we've we been lacking that. I don't, I don't disagree with that and the, the longer we play without him the better he looks but yeah. we're playing without against Burnley who are probably the only team in the Premier League that are totally wedded to a 4-4 totally wedded to a 4-4-2 against Burnley us not playing with a central striker completely bamboozled them even no, though of course. completely yeah. bamboozled yeah. them yeah, yeah. whereas against Brighton and any team that's halfway decent they just go all oh, right, we know how Townsend and Zaha are going to play. Yeah, yeah. We know it's quite easy to isolate them because they're, you know, Kiat is not going to take, going to run forward and take the space. But it, it was, it was almost laughable how baffled Burnley were by this. Anyway, because the boss says to us, "There's always a big centre. Where's a big yeah. centre forward? I don't know what to do. There's no big centre forward." But they never yeah. got to grips with it. If I was a Burnley fan, I'd have been, fur- I'd have been as furious with that performance as I was with Palace's last night but yeah. other teams who are halfway decent know how to cope with that which comes back to your point that we have to have a plan B of course yeah, we have to be able to set yeah, up yeah. differently against different teams yeah, yeah. But I don't well, we, I don't and we don't but not only at the start but within the game we have to be able to adapt and change within the game we, yeah, I agree. we can't do that we don't have the tools but that's the thing we don't We don't actually have the tools well, the only still professional there's still you can still change the, even if you keep the same so four you, players on you can still go well let's not play with 
you know, let's make go to a diamond or let's make bring one of them deeper or one of them push one of the full. But there's still the, things that you can do when a club, when a yeah, young and team are down like to saying, 10 men. Because our first team is still good. You can yeah, still yeah. change no, the way course. those players are playing. But it's even like saying, not even yeah. necessarily making it better, although that would be ideal, just different. Yeah, push one of the centre-backs forward into the mid, put Koyati further forward and push one of the centre-backs into the midfield because, as you keep saying, they weren't going to attack us last night no, in the second half. They yeah. were happy to sit back. So do something different with the players that we have got because we have got a decent first 11 yeah. and they're intelligent players. Do something different with Mayer. Do something different with Kiati. Do something different with the fullbacks. That, but that's we don't do any of that. Yeah, I do think. And um, the only thing we revert to in the end, the one change we make is we go. All right, well, eventually we'll bring the centre forward we've got on because that looks like a positive change. But it's not when they're no, sitting that not. deep against us. Um, and I like Street. says, "I feel sorry for Sirlock because." He'll be a good player in the championship for whatever club. I'm not suggesting it. I don't it even think us, he'll go to a championship team. It's all right, but he's not. But, he's, but again, he should still be able to. Whatever level he plays at, he's big and strong. He should still be. Um, is Riedewald injured? Where's Riedewald? I don't know. One of the class players we got, not even on the bench. Don't know. I love Punch. Why is Punch on the bench? I think Punch is. But yeah, why is he on the bench? It's like. It's, oh, why is he on? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we all love him. But it's, we, we all. Can I just say? In, I know, obviously, this is a, a, a disappointing pod for all of us. Um, I think Max Meyer. The actual pod is great, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Max it Meyer deserves win, a, it. Will win awards like we didn't win on Monday night, which you haven't mentioned. But you know, it's not been a good week, frankly. Yeah, it's it's not been really well, really we didn't win another. We didn't win because um, there will be people at home going. I wonder how they're jolly at the Tower of London, to which I wasn't invited. When <laughs> it was great. Moira was, was, was in great. Did form. you meet Moira? No, I didn't. I think Meyer deserves credit for for the Burnley game I thought he was Maya excellent was fantastic in the Burnley yeah. game and he's obviously been improving I know last night wasn't a great team performance at all yeah. but he definitely deserves credit for that um, well Myers that's an interesting one where you, you kind of think after as we were talking saying praising Roy Hodgson because for a lot of the season we'd be saying where's Myers and for the Burnley game it looked like oh maybe Roy was right that exactly. maybe he had nurtured him and waited until he was right and he he did look positive and mobile and two-footed and it, you know, was unlucky mm. not to score several times and yeah. then disappeared like a lot of them. But it's not, you know, why would you expect him to take the responsibility or step up? Well, if the rest of the team is playing that badly as well, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the sort of player that when the rest of the team is playing really well, he shines, but he's not going to dig yeah. in for you, I don't think. Listen, we've got a few more things to cover. Let's crack on. Um, JD Senior sent us a question. Hey, JD, oh, JD, hi, JD. Hey. And he says, uh, would f- our favourite daily... Yeah. Why did I? Why did I let him say that? I could have just carried on, couldn't I? Um, well, he's only saying what we're all thinking, but you know, brilliant. Um, that's why you weren't invited on Monday. Um, he said, <laughs> <laughs> "Would Palace have won if VAR had been in use last night, Kevin?" No, the, the, uh, let's not even talk about the ref or the penalty decision. It wasn't a penalty, but did turn the game though. It absolutely no, it, turned the game. Did it? Should yeah. it? Well, it should. Well, okay, it did turn the game, but it shouldn't have done. No, I agree with that. There's no, no, of there's no it, you, uh, you know, don't start. I know your dad's trying to start me on VAR, and this, this pod's not <laughs> long enough for me. My views on VAR, it's it's tick it's, tick. Do you know what that tick tick is? That's yeah, the tick yeah. until it's introduced at the start of next season. Yeah, I know. It's in the Champions football, League in the group stages where football now. Football will be ruined. I don't care about the Champions League, but the <laughs> uh, Premier League is stage. ruined from next season officially. Which is why I don't mind that we're not going to be in it. But there you are. What in football? <laughs> yeah. I thought you said <laughs> we, we were going to be okay. It's the as Oscar Wilde said. It's the mark of a gentleman to hold two contradictory opinions at the same time, and that's why this pod is so successful. Of course, it yeah. is. Yeah. Apart from Monday night, <laughs> when we, Monday did, night. we lost to. There's a fair um, point. The, it's, it's, the officiating was terrible. Look, yeah, you can. It wasn't a penalty. McCarthy should never have been put in that situation. It wasn't the corner in, in the first? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the ref said we we will get decisions that we shouldn't have had this season, and we will get decisions that we 
against us. So that's it's not an excuse. It's not it's not the referee's fault that we were beaten by a team. And at the top level, you really ought not to fall apart completely when you've had one dodgy penalty given against you because we've had soft ones given in our favour before. Yeah, true. So yeah, but it was poor, and he is kind of he's going to friend might get away with that because Palace were worse. Kevin Friend is not a good referee. There are a number in in the Premier League at the moment who I don't think are particularly good and who are too susceptible to crowd pressure. John Moss is another. Yeah. Uh, I think well, the only one I can think of off the top of my head and I know everyone dislikes him and considers Dean. him to be a narcissist is Dean he's right, the only one well, who, Martin who, Atkinson who, the two Atkinson's Atkinson the, right, two, yeah. the two most experienced older refer- are the best referees Andre Mariner not too bad well, no, yeah, yeah, he's, he's okay ish mm. but I mean Anthony Taylor for example awful well, interestingly, the Mariner, awful. The, the ref was all right. The ref, awful, Ken Fred, awful. Mike <laughs> Dean, awful. The ref did the, the ref did the Everton Liverpool game Turning on Sunday, when everyone, which it was his twenty fourth Premier League game ever, yeah. and everyone said, "What a, he was, he's a brilliant ref. He's one for the future." Which one, sorry? The um, ref of the Liverpool Everton game. Okay. He was the ref now the Palace Watford game in the last season. He was shocking mm. he was the one who they booked the book for when Mariah Mar- yeah, 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 a penalty yeah, yeah. so but the quality of the referees is neither neither here nor there it's like the, the better a team is the, the more they tend to get penalties you can also argue well, so we've got we've had enough penalties we've we had one yeah. last night we've had plenty of penalties which was a Stonewall, Stonewall penalty we're yeah. in the top four with penalties awarded to us so we're not being cheated by the referee. no we're not we but I don't think we've had any penalties that weren't the thing is yeah, we, we also we know every club thinks that but we weren't cheated by the referee last night we were we were just too we, bad we would have contrived to lose that game whatever the circumstances I got sent basically. an excellent stat earlier by my mate Dean not it says, uh, such thing as an excellent stat it is an excellent stat I've got, <laughs> so I've, got, uh, I've got two this, this one's contextual I've got another good stat that I'll use in a bit uh, okay. only Huddersfield have scored less than us this season and we've had four goals from penalties they've not had one yeah Wow, okay. Well, at least um, we're I think it's on, yeah. on the subject of VAR. Oh. When it, no, 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 just, just very quickly. It's um, if, if, that, <laughs> if that Kevin Friend penalty had been turned around, the, the one on, uh, that, that MacArthur gave away, uh, didn't give away, yeah. you know, whatever, uh, then you could probably even say that had VAR been around for the Murray incident just a few minutes later... It could have ended up going the other way because Murray, Murray played for that penalty, played for that. But a referee might watch that and say there was contact. He uh, that Tomkins, T- uh, Tomkins hadn't actually Maybe. won um, the ball in that incident. The problem with VAR. But that's the thing. But like it one is, you end up in a well, situation. It's interpretive, where, isn't it? You can't yeah. rewrite oh, history yeah, really, is, in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Which is why you shouldn't have it. But let's not. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, well done, JD. Senior. I was in, actually in quite a good mood despite everything that happened. And your dad is just. You were not in a good. He's now good our least favourite daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been promoted. No, Se- Seba, yeah, Seba's. That doesn't count. Yeah. Um, final question then is from James Edmonston. Hi, Hi James. James. Hi, he James. says, eventually the ever-expanding universe will annihilate all evidence of yesterday's game as the very <laughs> atoms that make up our world are torn apart. Part. A port. Could mm. we have a decent cup run this season? Yeah, and that's the reason why Doctor Who is shit this year as well. That sort of comment. Is he writing the new Doctor Who series? God, you really are crumping. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, there was one decent Doctor Who episode this series. I'm, I haven't seen the last couple, but the first four or oh, five were brilliant. You, what? Yeah. And uh, by the way, anybody listening, this is nothing. They're not rubbish because there's a female doctor. The, <laughs> you don't need to cat. You don't no, need to. No, no, because there will be people. There, she's a good actress, but she's not been well served by the scripts, the characterisation. I think the they've plots. been all right. Really? Yeah. 
Oh. Um, <laughs> if the world does implode, you, you can yeah. guarantee that Brighton fans will still be ironically cheering it every time it happens. Yeah. I, I, that I was honestly one of the most. I think we should be, be congratulating them on their first top flight win against us since 1981. That's so I, I, when I was getting multiple text messages from the one Brighton fan I know uh, earlier, I said, "Well done, you! You've had your first top flight win against us in your lifetime." Yeah, but they've also had the last one as well, which is the annoying thing. They've well, had the, they had the one last night. Yeah. So they, you know, we just have to suck it up, basically, and beat them in April or whenever. Yeah, it is. Well, I wouldn't put that. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're in really, a good mood. Well, I was. I was in a great mood. Now your dad and Doctor Who there. Just <laughs> anyway, but then the cup run. Yeah, it's a decent cup draw. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got Grimsby at home. Grimsby's FA Cup final. Yeah. Do be in charge of that one? I like the tweet from somebody who said <laughs> they got, we Thank played you. them in the third round in seventy. Six. Seven, six, somewhere. No, 76 was the cup run, the yeah. Wembley one. But this bloke we said he got chased into a sweet shop by a load of crazy fans. So it's finally, it's his chance to get some revenge. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but I've, it's, it's our first home draw for a, a while in the third yeah. round. It's also the kind of cup game you want to actually, like, that will be interesting. It's you're playing yeah. against a completely unknown nice. quantity. We're going to get a drink in the yeah. bar because there'll be six thousand people there, three thousand from Grimsby. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't yeah. wait to see Sir Lott and are you playing up front in front of a midfield of uh, Reid Devout and Johnny Williams? Well, yeah. Kevin, we'll be, Kevin will be happy if Reid Devout. Yeah, we'll be happy if Reid Devout. I don't understand yeah. why Reid. You you're already like feeling more positive about this. Yeah, I was yeah. great until he's dead. Chirped up, hyped up. You should ask his dad about Doctor Who. Really. I don't think I don't think I don't think it would be. I'm just saying the combination of the two will end up just. It's been good. Anyway, um, in part three, we're going to preview. Um, who we got the weekend? West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Welcome back to the Five Pan Podcast. Hey! Pod <laughs> 273. <laughs> 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 no, wait, no sense to anyone. Uh, pod 273 sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board. If you need to go to Vector.co.uk, it's Vector. Okay. Okay. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy. Visit jcr-nice.com. I will. You read that. I got that wrong, didn't I? I got that very wrong with the he's not listening by now, anyway. It's a whole week of. He's been playing the unacceptable <laughs> drinking game. <laughs> It's a week for getting things. I know drinking games unacceptable. <laughs> right, I've got Spurs written down here. That's completely wrong. It's uh, West Ham. It's a laptop. <laughs> no, my notes. You got yeah, Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I always got posted. I haven't so. updated it since the last one. Uh, West Ham. Well, you got a post-it note with Spurs written. It's not down a post-it there. note. It's a laptop. That's not how laptops work. Is it? <laughs> it's not written down, then, is it? Brilliant. I would have it's loved not, it if the, <laughs> the, 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 the lead had come out there, it had crashed and you'd lost the entire <laughs> podcast and our unacceptable so words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're having a putting a worse performance in than Palace. It's unacceptable. Um, West Ham, they got a good win during the week, so probably not an ideal time to play. They got a good away win as well last mm. so. How are you feeling? Um, I'm, I'm not expecting us to win. Uh, it's... It's it's that odd thing, isn't it? We've got a lot of friends who are West Ham supporters who I was happy to laugh at when they spent one hundred and fifty million pound or whatever it was. Yeah, but now it seems to be paying dividends, and they've bought halfway decent players. It turns out. Um, I think it's just this time last. They seem to be coming to terms with playing at the new stadium. They don't seem to be under mm-hmm. quite the same pressure from the fans that they were this time last season. When who were very unhappy about the change of circumstances, so I think, uh, yeah, we 
we're due a good performance. It'd be very interesting to see how we approach it. I'd be amazed if we didn't start with the same eleven that started last night. If we didn't, or we did. Do you think it was a bit the same team? I think it'll be yeah. the same team, yeah. And you've got Tompkins and Kiati will be going back there with points to prove. Mm-hmm. We haven't got a particularly good ref- record. At, I know it's only two seasons, but we. Uh, I the way I'm thinking at the moment is at any point there would be a bonus, and then the Leicester game is very important. Well, Leicester game suddenly, like the Burnley game, becomes a massive game because yeah, they kind of Leicester, the Leicester are a much better team than Burnley are. What do you think, Andy? Do, do you think he will he will change it up or? Again, with his comments well, that Kevin's which, alluded to, that the, he has a lack of options. That he, that that's he, what he'll say. Which changes does he make? Yeah, which is which. To be fair, is it'll be a change. Whether of, you or not you think he should say that is a fair. The only change comment. he'll make is a change of system, which is almost you know, impossible for Roy to accept. Well, that yeah, would be, be something. Though, I, yeah. well, I think that that's probably an issue. I mean, I I don't know why you're asking me for predictions, frankly. When I said that last night I had nil nil written all over it, and <laughs> it got to half time. Well, well, that prediction did not yeah, work yeah. out too well. Yeah. I, I, you got the nil right, so you were yeah. 50, <laughs> yeah, so 50 yeah, for, for part of it. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah, bad for a yeah, right, Exactly. Yeah. yeah, thanks very much. Lawyers work on much less margin. I than could that, see. I could see him being a bit disappointed. I'd be. He's he's quite old school, isn't he, Roy? So that he doesn't change the team when he's won a match and you would imagine that given the manner in which we did lose that match and he's not an idiot he will know that it was unacceptable yeah. drink drink yeah. uh, so nice I'd be that. I'd be su- what if he said unacceptable drink yeah no yeah, well yeah <laughs> uh, so I'd be surprised if in light of that he didn't make something of a change but I don't see it being anything more than a tweak I could see him potentially bring it in Schlupp for Meyer for example because Meyer will be he had like a couple of okay interventions on the ball he, he went missing a lot in a lot of challenges and um, wasn't brilliant so I could see him just because Schlupp will be a bit more reliable with some of his running and so where would he a bit push? better off the ball probably just left mid left, yeah sort of left mid tucking in I mean half the problem at the moment is you're playing Meyer and uh, MacArthur in positions that don't really get the best out of either of them yeah. just to yeah. try and shoehorn yeah, yeah. Yeah. his favourite player into the team in MacArthur and yeah. a player who's clearly got some technical ability Luke, in Meyer as well yeah. Yeah. and I mean <sighs> It's it's kind of it's all part of the same question and and conundrum really in that to fit Wilf into a system where he's not quite so central you'd have to change things around to fit Meyer into a different system where he's not being required to do any defensive work and tucking in out wide at times to to double up you'd have to play a different system yeah, yeah. if you were going to go about things to have a bit more creativity in central midfield i.e. not with the effectively the double pivot of Kiate and, and Luke you'd have to change system but Roy is a creature of habit so I don't really see him going oh do you know what guys I'm going with 4-3-3 particularly given that the only time he's really done that this season was against Bournemouth it was yeah. a bit of a horror show of a yeah, performance yeah. Uh, yeah what do you think Rob do you think he should or again do you think it comes back to this fact that there I are I think we'd love to see changes I think you'd, you you know in an ideal world you'd see you'd see uh, a formation change that ends up with a striker up front that can kind of that, that, that Townsend and Wilf can play off of, but I don't think he thinks. I think Roy's proven over the la- over the course of this season that he doesn't think Sawlo is up to it. Um, and I think IU has kind of played himself out of the team with yeah. some of his kind of contributions. So you, yeah. the end yeah. result is really that that he has to kind of stick with what he's got, um, and that leaves us with a situation where we have to kind of play against quite a decent. West Ham side now that have spent a lot of that money that they've probably Although, generated um, from this will be out. Will he? Apparently so. That's not such a bad thing. 
but Goodbye. they've got so much. They, they, I mean, that that's a team that have spent hun- like a hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, they're, 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 I think only Fulham spent more. I, I mean, yeah. in, in fact, and the, you look at that, and they're only what six points above us. It's it's not about well, like. <laughs> but the thing is, it's interesting when you play West Ham because they're not that good that you go there like you would to Man City and put everyone behind the ball but they're good enough that you don't really want to go at them because they will hit you on the break so it's difficult and their home that's crowd very, very their, their home crowd can be turned if really you, quickly yeah. from being if, behind if them to being them, against yeah. them so yeah, that's but, true you yeah, just they, gotta, they've got goals in them that's to what some extent you've got to try and you've almost got to try and frustrate them and then like we've basically got to do what we should have done last what night what we should have done last <laughs> night which is which is try and keep a clean sheet until half time yeah. And then and and give the ball to Wilf and give the ball to Andros and hope that they can create something out of nothing. Well, well there yeah. you are. That's our basically it's our tactics wrapped up in a nutshell, isn't it? Try and not concede goals and give the ball to Wilf. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much is it. it. But you know what? In away games, that's depressing, though, isn't it? In away games, that's how a lot of teams play. That's how it is in home it? games as well. For no, us, no, of course, well. and I think our home performances should uh, are definitely an area where you would you would question yeah. everything about how we play. But I think that if you're playing away, that's that's the kind of tactic you got to go with. Yeah. I agree. And hopefully, you know, Tuesday was so bad that you have to think they'll go into this having le- learned from that. Well, Tuesday was so bad that if we only lose 2-0, we'll be going, that's all right. It's not a bad result. We kept the goal difference down. So I think it has to be It has to be better. It cannot be worse. It has to be better. And surely it will be. Well, again, there you go. There's another summation of Palace's. It can't, <laughs> it can't, be, can't be, be any worse. Yeah. There you go. Good. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That, that should be Roy Hodgson's team talk. I think. I th- um, it can't be worse, <laughs> is it? Oh, right. Well, I'm really pumped up now. <laughs> Gen- I, genuinely, just, genuinely fired up for this now. No, I think. I think you just have to. Just in in the grand scheme of things, a three-one defeat against a team like Brighton is unusual for Palace under Roy Hodgson. I thought you were going to say unacceptable. Yeah. No, no, but it's unusual for Palace under, under Roy Hodgson. Anyone we, doing we, the drinking game is just anything that starts with un, they'll yeah. just be able to... Oh, they, <laughs> won't, they won't be listening now. Yeah, yeah. They won't be listening. But it, it's, it's just an... Un, it's, it was... Last night's result was... was un, it say was it. Unacceptable. And we're going to end the podcast <laughs> <laughs> on that. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Kevin. Um, hopefully next the next pod will be better so um, not the pod the performance the result shut up Jim bye <laughs> <laughs>